This episode of the Chapter Next podcast is being brought to you by our title sponsor, Pump 5 Fuel Delivery Service, recorded and produced by our friends at Podcast Town. Pump 5 delivers quality car service directly to our members' cars. Do you hate going to the gas station? Our specially trained service providers will bring the gas directly to your car. Do you have no time to have your car detailed? Do you need tire services? Our members use our app to have our service providers bring their skills directly to their cars wherever their car is parked. So how does your morning look? Do you have to take the kids to school? Do you have to get up at ungodly hours to go to work? Are you desperately missing those last 20 minutes of sleep because you know you told yourself the night before that you had to go to the gas station? Well, our members enjoy a life where they can just get up, walk outside, get into their freshly cleaned, full tank cars, and go about their day. We want you to be able to enjoy that too. So be sure to check our website at www.pump5, that's P-U-M-P-F-I-V-E dot com. Welcome to the Chapter Next podcast. I am Talithia Thompson. I'm a mom, a grandma, a serial entrepreneur, and right now I'm just doing my best to make this next chapter of my life the best chapter of my life on purpose. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Chapter Next podcast. My name is Talithia Thompson. I'll be your hostess today as usual. And today we'll be talking to another brilliantly artistic woman who has a business mind. And she's also a mom and a wife and a photographer. And once you start hearing about all her different talents and how awesome she is at all the things that she works at, you'll understand exactly, just like I do, why she should have been a guest here. So today we have Kalita Williams. She is a Milwaukee native, born and raised here. We'll hear a little bit more from her in just a second. But before we get started, Kalita's been a photographer since high school, which is pretty... I feel like a lot of the kids that I knew in high school that were photographers, they, I mean, whether they stepped away from it a little bit or stepped away a lot, they tend to find their way back. So we'll be kind of excited to hear her story a little bit more. She went to college for a degree in photography, and it sounds like somebody stole her equipment. Not the best representation of our city, but stuff like that does happen. She moved on. She had different aspects of her career included like IT, accounting. See what I mean? Artist, photography, accounting, left, right brain in design and marketing. And it sounds like in 2014, her husband, who from now on, we will just label as awesome and wonderful, <laughs> encouraged her to, um, he bought her a camera and told her, look here, you need to get back into it. I don't know what words he used. <laughs> and it sounds like it's something that he knew she was passionate about. And so he encouraged her to do it. Two years later, she got started professionally. Well, she did get back into taking pictures, apparently. We'll find out how far she stepped away. Two years later, she started doing professionally and now she does it full time. I actually found Kalita because she did my headshots. So if you get a chance to look at my Facebook page, all those wonderfully posted headshots that are there, she did them. So look her up <laughs> if you need any. So from there, let's get started. Kalita, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Hello, hello, hello. So as you kind of went over, yeah, I actually got my start in photography in high school. And so what was funny is, is that, you know, after, I think it was probably like junior year that they started saying like, okay, well, you got to choose your elective. And so everybody was like, choose art, choose art, because he'll let you just go in there and do nothing. So I'm like, yeah, okay. So I chose art and you start classes and he was like, oh, no, 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 you haven't checked selected genre. You're going to do something. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, okay. And so selective photography, because my grandfather actually loved to take photos. So my grandfather and his brother. And so he gave me my first camera. And yeah, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna learn this thing. And so had opportunity to really fall in love with it. 
any of my friends from high school, that's what they know me for. Like, everybody knew I was the one with the camera. So a lot of the photos in our yearbooks, like, that was me. So everybody knew that. And it was just a love and passion of mine. And it was like, you know what? I think this is what I want to do. And so, yeah, so when I graduated, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to school for photography. Second semester, during exams, all my camera equipment stolen. And so it's like, you know, when I realized it, it was like, oh, what am I going to do? Because I'm a college student. This stuff's expensive. It's expensive. And so I just was like, I guess I'll move on with something else. My mom was I was like, huh? And at the time, my, my husband, when we were together, he was like, you really just going to let it go? And I was like, what am I going to do? So moved on with other things, other interests. And over the years, had the opportunity to work at some pretty large corporations. So yes, I worked in finance. For years, I managed multi-million dollar budgets. So I worked at Harley and did executive support at Rockwell with the attorneys. So like I've had a lot of experience in operations, had opportunities to do event planning and graphics, design, marketing. So I've done so many different things and had the opportunity to do it. And of course, fell in love with some other things as well. But so yeah, it was like 2013, 2014. My husband said, you know, you should really go back to what you really love to do. And I was like, what? He's like, you should go back to photography. And I was like, I'm good. I'm all right. I was like, that was so long ago. You're talking nearly 20 years. I'm like, that was so long. I'm I'm fine. He's like, oh, just wait. And so, yeah, for holidays, he bought a camera for me and I let it sit in the box for probably a good six months and was like, I'm good. And he was like, yeah, just wait. You're going to pop that box open. And so eventually I did. And I was like, okay, you know, and when I started photography, it was, now it's digital age. Back then, this was negatives. This was dark rooms. So it was a process to really kind of like relearn what a DSLR was, how it works and the different things you could do with it. And so there was that learning curve, but I started it. And then, you know, I started posting. People were like, wait, you back taking photos? (laughs) And I was like, just hold on a second. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, let me see. I might do this. And so I was finally in the process of finishing my bachelor's degree in business management. So I was like, let me get that finished. I put it off too long. I was like, let me get that finished. And so in that transition of graduating, and I was like, okay, I think I'm going to do this. So 2016, I dug my feet in and took a dive in. And I was like, okay, I think I might be back into it. Okay. <laughs> and so I uh, so started in 2016 and just gradually growing the business. And then 2018, my husband and I were having a conversation. And I was like, I'm ready to leave this job. He said, just quit. I said, huh? He said, just quit. I like him. Just, yes. He said, just quit. <laughs> he said, just quit. He said, I got us. Go chase your dreams. And I was like, really? No. He said, <laughs> if you don't call your boss and quit, I'm going to call her and quit. And I said, what? He said, yes. And so I did. June 1st, I quit and full-time in the business. And so I will be three years this year, June 1st. So Goodness, congratulations. Yeah. So it's definitely been a journey. Entrepreneurship has a lot of ups and downs. And I have to say, it was like one of those things where I was like, I wish somebody had told me. <laughs> we can get to those you later. Know, huh? <laughs> we like, can talk about I those wish in a somebody bit. Somebody had told me, but it has definitely been rewarding, and I enjoy it. You know, and in my mind, I'm like, a lot of times, I'm like, I can't see myself going back to work for nobody else. But I enjoy what I do. I enjoy having some of those flexibilities and things like that. So yeah, so that's how I took a dive back into photography, and I've been moving forward. I was going to ask about that because I know like when I got my first camera, like I like taking pictures for fun and you can do manual or you can switch it to the one where you have to set everything. So that would have been my next question. Like, did you take another class or did you just mess around with it to figure out? 
It was a combination of things. Okay. And so it was a lot of like, I got the DSLR and it was manual reading. It was YouTube University. It was a lot of those things, you know, a lot of certain things in terms of like composition and stuff like that. You kind of know and remember from then, but it was like, really like, how does this work? Right. And I think just like, honestly, anybody, I literally, when I started, got my DSLR, I started with this auto setting. And so I learned from other photographers, it was like, well, you can shoot an auto and then see what the settings were in auto. And then now you know how to go make adjustments in manual. I mean, there's a lot of different settings when it comes to the camera. And so auto is just going to come up with, based upon the scene, your camera's going to create all the settings based upon what it thinks it should be. There's some that are aperture priority where you set one thing and then the camera will set the other. So there's different modes. And so I started playing with them and then eventually, everybody was like, just go to manual and learn it. And that's essentially what I did. And who gave you that advice? Another photographer. That was awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like you never, if you keep trying to do all the things, like you'll never figure out and you need to at least know manual, then you can go to Aperture Priority. You can do all those other things, but it's like learn manual. And I've been manual and I just, I can't even do any other modes in the camera. Like it just don't make sense to me no more because <laughs> you can manipulate more when you're manual. So yeah, so I did. Aside from classes, like I said, YouTube University, like I literally just started diving back in. Like what are the bases? What am I missing? And so I've had the opportunity to have some education from a lot of other photographers, not necessarily in the city, but I'm part of some groups that have photographers from all over the world. So yeah. Okay, so your wife, mom, and you were working full-time, and he's like, look, go try this. How did you find time to do them both? Oh, my goodness. Over the years, I actually have had, like, other smaller businesses. So I was always, like, full-time, always mom, and then always had, like, I don't like calling it a side hustle, but I kind of developed doing graphics for people and design and just helping people general, like, business operations stuff. Because you work with people, I work with a lot of businesses, and I'm like, you don't have this set up? You don't have this? Lord, let me help you. Come here. Come here. <laughs> and so I had already kind of had that little bit of side business over time, but it was starting to, like, grow. And when I started doing the photography stuff again, I was just like, I want to have more time to work on it because it felt like I was never going to get to where I wanted to get to if I didn't have the time. And so, yeah, so it was just that it is. It's like that working full time and then it's like come home, deal with everybody else. And then I get that little hour here or there. You try to get something done or you try to work. My last position, I actually was able to uh, work three days a week. So I worked there three days a week. And yeah, and so that was one of the benefits of transitioning over when I did because I was like, oh, I can make the same money and then only work three days a week. Let me go on over here. And so that's what I did. I was working three days a week, two days a week. Then I had to devote to my business, which was great. But then it also let me realize, oh, I still need more time for my business. And so it was got to a point where it was like I had that opportunity where I could step away and still consult for that, okay. you know what I mean? Okay, and yeah. do some other stuff when they need it and contract work. But that kind of helped with that a little bit, that stability. But then I was able to get in full time with the business. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So thinking about those 20 years from the time when you were like, yeah, I'm going to do something else until the time when he was like, okay, yeah, you need to get back into mm -hmm. this. Did you ever stop thinking about it? Like, was there ever a time when you were like, eh? No, I think photography is just something ingrained. So it's like you always are seeing something, photos always jump out at you. You're like, well, I wonder how they did that. You watch how things change over time. And and so I think I didn't, in terms of like have always having a camera in my hand, yes, when it came to a phone or anything like that, right? But I think that it never leaves you. Like it really never does because it's, it's something you love. I won awards when I was in high school and things like that. So it was just like, it's something you've always enjoyed. You know, every so often I have photos that I did, like that I won awards for. And so my husband would pull out the closet and be like, remember this? Remember that? And I'd be like, oh goodness, here he go. 
So it was always there and it always had a love for it. And I think that it was a redeveloped love because it was like, oh, with DSLR, you could do a whole lot of fun stuff. Like, you know what I mean? So things have changed and then really being able to, I did people, but I did a lot of like landscape and stuff back in the day too as well. So just really kind of, like I said, I, I never really walked away from it. You know, it was always there. It was just always it there. It was always there, but it was always like, I can't, I can't put time, effort, and energy there. Right. Like that's not, it wasn't getting. Because life like, was happening and you had to keep listen, up. Listen, life was happening. <laughs> you hear me? Yes. Yes. And you gotta, so then mm-hmm. did you ever ask him what made him like, by the camera and be like, okay, you're doing this. Like, was it something you would talk about? Like, what kept it on his mind? I think that over the years, my last few years of like working, I had said, I got to a point where I was just like, I already know I, I can't work for other people. The way I'm built, I always like got to the point where I realized I, it was more frustration because I felt like in a lot of instances that I was taken advantage of. You know, some I realized I put myself in, right? And I say that because the Lord has equipped me with a plethora of knowledge and everything. And so I'm one who is like, they'll say, this is your position. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to learn everything I need to know. But then what else in my position does someone else affect? Right. What affects you? Right. Right. So if I got to do this piece of this, right, but then in order to do this piece, somebody else got to do something else, I need to know what she got to do too. Right. What does it take to do her? So that was my thing. Like, and because of that, it was like, I always knew how to do everything. Like, I always had my hands at everything. And then because of that, I was always this valuable piece. Yeah, you were. Yeah, right? they loved like, having I, you around. Because yeah, <laughs> then when it came time to do a project, I'd be like, I'm going to do this all this because right. I ain't Cause got she messing time. it up. Because you're messing it up. And you know, if you hand it in and it's something that it reflects you too. Yeah. Just because somebody else did it don't mean you don't look yes. crazy if they yeah. messed it up. And I take ownership for some of that because, right, I dived into some of it and doing it and taking on too much. But it was also a thing where because I had so much skill and background, like I was an event planner for some years, right? So when you talk about event planning, you talk about graphic design, like I can do all of the it things. kind of go together. Right, yeah. right. So when it comes to something like, oh, no, I can do all of them things. I'll do them all. And so I was like this, well, I always felt like this commodity, this chess piece. But then I was always overloaded. And he got that thing. My husband said, stop. Stop putting yourself, stop, <laughs> stop. You always stop. offering. You're always trying. Don't and I'm you like, offer yeah. for nothing else. Right. <laughs> but in my mind, I'm like, because I know how to do it. Right. I'm going to do it because no I know how to do it. Right. But I realized that over time, it was like this thing of, I can't work for nobody else because I feel like in a lot of instances I get taken advantage of, right? I'm overloaded, then I'm tired and I'm right, right? and right. I'm trying to do all the things and I'm taking work home and putting in 60 Ooh. hours a week and mm-hmm. trying to do all of the things. And then I was like, and this ain't even what I want to do. Oh, I see. So did you know what you wanted to do? I didn't. It was more or less that thing of like, I was already doing like graphics and things mm-hmm. like that, websites and helping people with operational type stuff. Like I was already doing those things and I enjoy them. Mm-hmm. But I just knew like, I'd rather do that full time right. than to be over here managing a $13 million mm-hmm. budget. And, Say no more. Right, you know. So what happened in those six months? He bought you the camera for about six months. She was just eyeing it. Like what? I just was <laughs> like, I'm not finna because it was more or less like, gonna start the business. I'm like, I don't start no business. Like, just I take some photos, but I just and I just let it sit. And I just was like, I don't know. Like, is that really what I wanna do? I wanna die back there. And I think it was also that time, it's like, it's been so long, right? Cause I already knew I was gonna have to relearn everything, right? And so it had been so long. And I was like, is that something I wanna do? And then you also kind of start looking out, well, what's everybody else doing? Well, who's the other photographers in the city? And what are they doing? And it was just like, like, can I get my foot in there? Like, can I do that? 
And so you go through all those like ups and downs. Like, is it worth it? Should I try it? Like that little bit of doubt that yeah. maybe I shouldn't, maybe I yeah. should. Yeah, it was like, do I just do some family photos yeah. be done? Or do I really try to go back and make this right. like business business? And I think that was my thing. Like, if I pick this camera up, right. am I really going to do it or I'm going to do it? And my husband is one like, if you say you're going to do it, you're going to make it happen. Like, he's, <laughs> he's like, like oh, you gonna do ain't it. no failing. They, I love it. No, there ain't no failing. You pick that up, <laughs> you going to do this. You know what I like about this? That you started asking the questions. That you was like, can I do this? Ah, can I do this full time? What is everybody else doing? Like, tell me a little bit more about what you were thinking then. And what got you to the point where you were like, okay, yeah, I got it. I can do this. Yeah, I think it was, like I said, it was really the struggle of like, I think we go through, especially, you know, when you are a business owner and you're considering there's so much self-doubt that you deal with. Imposter syndrome is real. And I had never heard of it, honestly, until I had gotten into it and everything. And you're going through all these ups and downs like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, so-and-so stuff is better than mine. What am I doing wrong? Why I can't, right? And I think that we are our biggest critics, right? We're our biggest enemy. And so I went through a lot of that. And in one of my groups, somebody started talking about imposter syndrome. And I cried because I was like, oh my gosh, it's real. Like, that's a real thing. And it was just like, I know nothing about that. And then I started to realize, like, I'm psyching myself out. Yep. Good for you. Right? I'm psyching myself out and thinking about what I can and can't do. And so I think even prior to that, like, just like, do I pick this camera up? Because I already knew. I think my delay in picking is because of my husband. Because he is more like, no, if you say you're going to do it, you're going to do it. <laughs> So you knew once he saw you with it, you was That's committed, right. whether you was committed or not. <laughs> he said, once you pick that camera up, right. like, you're going to make it happen. He stays on me. Like, there's no, that is even beautiful. times that mm-hmm. I've been in business was like, you know what, maybe I should just go back to work. He said, no, you're not. That's not an option. It's not an option. I love and it. I said, that but, is awesome. He said, it's not an option. He was like, you're not going to psych yourself out. You're not going to let yourself think that somebody's better than you. And you. And I'm just like, but but he said, I don't want to hear that. Like, <laughs> I love it's it. not He's an like, option. Mm-hmm, we ain't mm-hmm. doing that. So I delayed in picking that camera box up and that camera because Got I was you. just like, once I do it, mm-hmm. he's going to be like, all right, what's the plan? Right. What's the plan? So then you finally decided, okay, I'm going to get this going. At what point were you like, okay, yeah, I got this. I can make this happen. Probably, I would say, once I finally picked it up, probably a good, like, four or five months, I was like, okay. I had, like I said, hours of UT, but before I go to bed at night, I'm laying in bed. And my husband, he said, you know, he said, I admire you because you really being here, like, I'm going to figure this out. Let me go. Come on, let's go outside. Come on. <laughs> like, whatever I needed to, like, try to figure out. Yeah. Like, it was like, I'm going to figure this right. out. And so, but I did. I just been so, I drowned myself in YouTube and finding groups on Facebook and getting connected and... So it's like, eventually I was like, I think I can do this. So probably like about four or five months in, I was like, yeah, yeah. I just give myself time. And I was like, I can make this happen. And then just kind of started going from there, just trying to get things. And that's when you start to ask some friends. Somebody, come on, somebody, get cute. and Come on. I know. To the right. So I can practice some pictures. Right, come on, right. let's practice this out. Good for you. Right. Come on, get cute. Come on, let me see. Let me see what I can do here. Let me see. And so, and that's really what I just kind of started doing. Like, that was like, let me test this. Let me test that. Because like right. I said, manual, learning manual was a beast. Like, I started with that auto, but I was like, just skip on the manual. Mm-hmm. Don't be trying to learn. Just Why not? Yeah. And it was just like, okay. Especially with a good camera. Like, yes. you can work that out. Yes. With some, there's yes. no need to rush. So, yeah. So, I just, like I said, probably like four or five months in, I was like, okay, I think I think I'm going to be able I'm gonna think I'm gonna be all right. <laughs> I think I might be all right. So, you launched the business. You kind of, when you went and did, you got your LLC, got your numbers and everything else that you needed to actually be a business. Then what? 
Well, so June 1st, when I started, I had created the business. It was, I was not just doing photography. Because mind you, before I went back to photography, I was already doing like, helping people with operations and websites and stuff like that. So you were consulting other businesses. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when I went full time, I already had some clients on the docket for like website work and things like that. So I was kind of doing that and then working through the photography and building. And so I was kind of being able to... Oh, you need a website? Okay, we're going to do the website. We're going to do photography because you all need headshots. You mm-hmm. need this. You need that. One of my first clients was a church, a local church. And so aside from the website, I actually went in and did headshots for staff and for the pastoral staff. And then I did on-site photography during service one Sunday. So we had images then to use for the website and everything. So I was kind of like doing the whole little kit and caboodle, you, you know what I mean? Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was kind of making it happen in that fashion. But then it was like, as time went on, I was like... Maybe I'm doing too much. Oh. I tell my husband, I was like, I feel like I'm all over the place. And I was like, although I love it, I was like, I just, nothing feels succinct at the moment. He said, focus on one thing. Okay. Just focus on one thing and stop feeling like you got to do all the things at the moment. And I was like, you know, you're right. So I backed out some of the other like work and I did still do graphics here and there, but I didn't do them widely and focused just really kind of solely on photography and trying to build the business and get things set up. And probably like, honestly, after I went full-time June 1st, by October, I was moving in my studio. Oh. Never intended to have a studio at all. I never intended to have a studio. I was like, no, that's too much. I don't want that. Mm -mm." (laughs) Right? Because you got to manage it. Okay. It was just the thought of like having to manage a studio. It's the commitment. Right? Now you got to lease. You got to pay the rent. Listen, you got to pay. And then it was like, not only that, I got to furnish this puppy. Like, it's true. I had tons of stuff in my basement, backdrops, this, that. So it was like, I wanted to get that out the house, but. You still got to then furnish the studio yeah. and get that set up. And you got to move the stuff from the basement. Does that matter? Listen, <laughs> so it was just that fear of like, oh, I'm doing too much. Ooh, what do I look like having a studio? I didn't just went full time in this thing. What do I look like? Okay, so let's go over this. You launched a business. You're doing an awesome job. You got clients that you're taking pictures of. You're hooking up their websites. You're making sure they got the headshots they need. And you still had doubt. Mm-hmm. Like, so I know, did. The only reason I'm mentioning this is because I want my listeners to remember. It's not like you ever decide, okay, I'm going to do this thing. And then you launch it, and then you like, I have arrived. I feel great about it every Mm-mm. step of the way. In fact, Mm-mm. my suggestion is to find tools for fighting it, because every step of the way, you're going to have doubts. <laughs> like, so find tools to talk back, yeah. At least a few times a year, I'd be like, you know what? I was just looking at Indeed the other day, and so if my husband was just looking at me, okay. she'd be like, I'm going to need you to stay away from Indeed. That's listen, not your space. <laughs> listen, it'd be them days where you'd be stressed out. You'd be like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, what did I do? Mm-hmm. And you'd be sitting there like, I'm a whole full-time entrepreneur, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. you sit there, you'd be like, this is a real thing. Mm-hmm. People pay me for this, and I got to pay taxes. Listen, like, and you'd yeah, be sitting there, you'd be like, oh my gosh. And so there's those days where it is, it's, it can be hard. Entrepreneurship mm-hmm. is hard. And you have all the ups and downs, and I'd be like, you know what, let me just check Indeed, see without stop it. I did. So then on that note, hearing that you be checking indeed after we point out the fact that you need to stop, let's Mm -hmm, just, we got to do that. I did finally stop, but (laughs) tell us more Mm. about, you were saying how you wish you had known. You wish somebody had told you in the beginning. What is it that you wish you had known, like on hindsight? And I'm asking this with the thoughts of, well, for starters, you can't ever prepare for everything anyway. You'll prepare from sunup to sundown and get to plan Z. And you still have like 850 things that happen that you weren't planning for. So that's with that understanding. But what do you wish, just on hindsight, what do you wish somebody had warned you like about as a photographer, as an entrepreneur, as somebody who had to make life work out in spite of the fact that you 
now I had this business, but y'all still had bills. You still had kids. You still married. Like, what do you wish you had known? Or somebody told you? Everything. Oh, yeah. 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 So I think my biggest struggles were, one, so, you know, when I went full-time, my husband was like, I got us. My husband was like, I got us. Don't worry about the financial pieces. I got us. You go chase your dream. Use funds and reinvest. Do what you got to do. Which is great, right? It's great to like feel like, okay, I could do this. And then I ain't got to worry about covering this. this. You know, it's not like I didn't take care of things, but it was just like, you felt like, oh, okay, I don't have that stress, right? But I think that over time, it's like, I remember those probably like that first two months and first eight weeks. Every day I would get up and cut my computer. I'd be like, I got all day to work on my, my business. I was right. The whole day. I ain't punching in nobody's time clock. And I think what got me eventually was time management. Okay, yep. Okay. And tell us more about that. Listen, you got all day, right? (laughs) At the time, I was dropping my son off at school. I'm home. You got all day, right? right? Take a little nap. (laughs) Whatever. You work, but then you be like, I'm going to catch up on my shows. Then you be on social media because that'll lure you Uh in. Like, mm, Mm -hmm. mm. Oh, especially Pinterest. And Instagram. They just, they get you. Uh They get you. Uh And so it's like, oh, then you had to stop like, oh, I got to get this done. All of a sudden, oh, my day didn't flew by. Right. 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 And so it took me a while to really get time management under control because it was just like, before you know it, the day gone. Or I got to go pick my son up. And then it's like, oh. And then it was like when I started trying to focus on making sure, like, okay, get your stuff done. Like, focus to get your stuff done. Because as business begin to pick up, right, you're like, well, heck, I ain't got time to get done the stuff I got to right. get done, right. right? Yeah. And so that became a stressor. And then my husband be like, what you been doing all day? Because it seemed like you ain't getting nothing done. Right. But I'd be like, I was doing that Right. Wait. And then you start thinking like, what was I doing? What was <laughs> I doing? <laughs> I, I mean, I was working. probably after my first year, honestly, I actually found an app and downloaded a tracking app to track That's all it. my projects. So I know, like, I can look and see how much, how many hours I put in a day or by project. Mm-hmm. Like, because I need to know. So what app is that? Just for the moms out there that need to find an app to track their day. <laughs> yes, it is called A-Tracker. There's a couple of different versions, but I've used the A-Tracker where I can create the projects. Mm-hmm. And literally, my phone sits there. And as I switch back and forth through projects, like I hit that button and switch back and forth. And so I literally can look at a report in a week to see how much time I put into something, whether I was just working on my business That's stuff. Beautiful. But it helped me to really be like, how much time did I actually put mm-hmm. in in a day? Right. How much time did I really put in on your project? Because that helped me later with pricing. That's beautiful. Yeah, because you don't realize that was one of the things that I struggled with, right? Because you don't realize like how much time and effort you're actually putting in. You really don't. Yep. I'm learning. Like I made the transition this year in January 1st. I've been working with a business coach myself, but it was just like, that's why. Like, right, like mm-hmm. in trying to have a profitable business, right? right. Build a profitable right. business, right? And trying to understand all the things you started to realize when I got in class, it was like, this why I felt like I ain't got no time. Yep. This why, right? And the things weren't balanced out. And she was like, you have too much on your plate. And your prices don't reflect the balance that of that, makes sense. right? Yeah. And so that was one of the biggest things I think that was eye-opening for me that I was like, I wish I had knew in the beginning. Okay. Do better with time management or to have a, a resource? The resource. Okay. It was something like I started with my mastermind last year. And one of my biggest things was like, probably like two months into class, like I was ready to cry because I was like, I wish I had done this sooner. So my coach is Tamaya Colvin and she runs Tamaya Colvin Education. And so I joined her group probably a good three years ago now. 
So it was like being in the group and being able to get resources and support was so like just in general great. And so when she started the mastermind, I was like, ooh, I want to kind of get in here, but I ain't sure. Like, and it was that thing I spent all this time like, I ain't ready. And that was a mistake. Right. I spend a lot of time saying, I'm not ready to get into a mastermind. I have so much stuff that's a mess over here. I need to get together before I get in. Right. Which is why you needed to get into a mastermind. Listen, yeah. do you understand what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. here? Like I literally put off joining mastermind that long. And then it was like, okay, I got in and two months in. I cried because I was like, if I had just mm-hmm. jumped in a year ago, I would be a year ahead, right. right? And then so now it's like I learned so much that I'm like, oh, I wish I had done this way yeah. sooner. You oh, know, that education piece, finding someone in your industry that really can coach you, like mm-hmm. they know it. Mm-hmm. They've been the ins and outs. They know all the things. And that's like really what she's been for me. I'm in Master Out, like 29 other photographers. That is beautiful. Oh, yeah. And we're her second cohort, but it's just like being in class where you say, oh, I can't do this or this don't look good. And they'd be like, what are you looking at? I know, you know? <laughs> so when you hear from other photographers, it's very validating. They'll check you. They'll give you the information you need. Like, and so it's that piece. And so, you know, we all say mastermind is like family, but it was like, it was something that I wish I had done. And it was something that I wish that someone has said, like, find a coaching program. Like, you need to help get the base together. And as much as I knew it had a business degree, it didn't matter. So that was something definitely that I wish on the photography side that I had done sooner rather than later because I would be much further along. All right. So at this time, we'd like to give a special shout out to our title sponsor, Pump 5 Fuel Delivery Service, for delivering quality car service directly to our members. Our members don't go to the gas station, Our members don't have to worry about taking their card to have it detailed and leaving it there all day. And our members also don't have to worry about having to plan a special trip in their busy lives just to go and have their tires taken care of. They use our company app to schedule all those services at their convenience. And our specially trained providers will bring those services directly to their car. We deliver gas on site. We provide tire service on site. And we also provide auto detailing at our members' convenience. So how does your life look? Do you have any extra time specifically to set aside for anything extra that also includes having your car taken care of? Our Pump 5 members don't, and they don't have to. So be sure to look into Pump 5. That's www.pump5.com. That's P-U-M-P-F-I-V-E.com. So our service providers can deliver our services directly to your car. Pump 5 is recorded and produced by our friends at Podcast Town. That is www.podcasttown.com. Be sure to check them out for all your podcasting needs. Thank you very much. Okay, so time management, Mm -hmm. finding a resource, Mm -hmm. finding a circle. Yeah. Okay, anything else? I think just know, like I said, knowing that imposter syndrome is real. Okay. Because I feel like no matter what type of coaching program, wherever you have, I feel like it's real. One of my biggest things being in Mastermind was that I had a mindset shift at the end of last year. And I was just like, oh, I'm in a whole different place now. Okay, so tell us more about that. Mindset shift in terms of like, and again, not to say an imposter syndrome is not there and it's not a real thing, but it's also that shift of saying like, I'm worth it. And I think that that's where we struggle a lot, right? You question, can I charge this? Should I charge that? Is this this? You know what I mean? And you question your ability, you question your value, right? And because of those things, like you hold yourself back. Right. And so I dealt with a lot of that 
Okay, how'd you get to the point where you're like, uh-uh, I'm worth it? Like, what led to that? It's really being around in my group with other photographers. So not just in my mastermind, but just in our, my other photography groups like, that I'm in on Facebook, that I'm able to connect with photographers everywhere, where you question, like, am I crazy? Is this good? Is this bad? Like, you know, we post our work a lot of times, and I'm like, I don't know how y'all feel about this. And they be like, oh, that's the bomb. And you be like, is it? Is it? Okay, all right. And it was that thing, so you go through those, like, I don't think, you know, because we're our biggest critics. So it's like, I don't know that if that's good enough. You think it's good? And then to get other photographers, right? Because I feel like in general, like people be like, oh, this is wonderful. But another photographer be like, oh, pull your shadows up. Pull this down. But that's bomb otherwise. But they give you the tips and feedback. So you feel like when another photographer tell you, (laughs) you got it, right? You like, okay, then maybe I got it. And so that's just been that biggest thing. Like I said, just the mindset shift, though, in the transition of understanding you're worth it. And that my coach does it a lot. Like, you're worth it. You are worth it. Stop thinking you're not worth it. When I started my business, I started business with prices. Like, let me get my foot in the door. I got to get my foot in the door. I got to make it my, right? You always do that, yeah. Right. And so it felt like, okay, in, the, in time, I'll get there. I get there. But I realized last year, I was like, this is why I'm burned out. I've had gone through burnout more times than I care to admit since I've been an entrepreneur. And I realized last year that I put myself in that position because not charging right, not really understanding cost of doing business, how I needed to set and structure things, right? I got to live, right? And so I think that a lot of times too, sometimes we set prices based upon what we think others will pay or what, you know what I mean, right? Or what other photographers are doing. But the truth of the matter is, is that that's not how you manage a business. Right, one, two. Others will pay it. Yes. We come up with ideas of what we think people will pay. Yeah. But otherwise, Listen. but if you change your prices and you and this is what you advertise it as and let them know what you have, people will pay it. If anything, it's us. We need to, like you said, we need to get out of our own yeah, head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it kept me from getting to the next level where I'm trying to get to. It was like, I had the business, but I felt like I was not moving at the pace right. that I wanted to move. And I, it just, things were not just where I wanted them to be. And then getting a mastermind and working through cross and doing business and structure. And, and I was like, this why I be getting three hours mm-hmm. of sleep because I be trying to edit all times of the day. Oh, you yeah. have so much on you. And it was like, this why I don't have no time. You know, I got tired of hearing my family say, mom, don't ever be around. You going to have time to do this, mom? Are you right. going to have time? Are we going to be able to go to the mall? Like, you know, or my husband wanted to spend time or go out to eat or whatever. But it was just like, I listened to that. And it was mm-hmm. just like, I'm doing something wrong. Okay, and that's yeah. when I got in, like, I'm doing something wrong. I'm just, let me just get in here and figure out what I'm doing wrong. And then I was like, if I had only done this sooner. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That mindset shift last year was like, oh, no, uh-uh, now I you. can't. Mm-mm. Good for you. And you know what I like about the whole idea of monitoring what you're working on and how much time? Is this the little stuff that'll get you? Yes. Like, okay, if you're sitting at your desk working on it, that's one thing. That's like official work. You know mm-hmm. you got that. But mm-hmm. when you're sitting on the couch on your phone and you just happen to look down and let me go ahead and send this quick email, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and mm-hmm. answer this quick email, and then you look around and it's an hour and a half later and now it's time for folks to go to bed, that's the stuff that'll get you. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like, it's like, yep. Yep. There was one photographer. I was floored on her Instagram Live. She talked about how she doesn't keep her work email on her phone. And I was like, how in the world? Girl was just so like oh, taken back. Uh, she said she just, she might be on to something. She said I don't. My work email is not on my phone. So the lady asked. She said, "But how do you respond?" She says, "When I during work time." She said, "During my work hours, when I sit down at my computer." She said, "If someone sends me something that can't wait until the morning, then that in itself is an issue." But she was like, "No," and I was sitting there like, "Wow!" Like it blew my mind. That she was like, that my, really is mind blowing. My <laughs> business email is not on my phone. And I just was like, I can't even imagine. 
Like, how? Like, how is that possible? <laughs> she says she designates two hours a day to social media. And that includes her time for posting, responding, all that stuff. She said two hours a day. And I was like, huh? What you do the rest of the day? Normal stuff? The stuff we should be doing anyway? Yeah. Right? I love it. Right? Yes. I love yes. it. Yes. Goodness gracious. Okay, so the things you should have told yourself, we kind of got those. Is there anything else that you feel like was important? Or are those the main ones? Those are probably the main ones. Okay. So what's now? What's next? Like, how do you see your business in a few years? Let's say Ooh. five years from now, 10 years from now. Five years from now. So I will say that my husband's police officer. Okay. And he will be retiring in some years. And Aww. so, yes, it's time that when my youngest is turning 14 in a few weeks. Ooh. The youngest? Yes, the so youngest. how old are your kids? We didn't even ask. How many babies do you have? I have three. My oldest is 20. She'll be 24 this year. Okay. In December. My middle daughter will be 21 in October, yes. And then my youngest Ooh. is about to turn 14. Seven years weeks. between there, huh? Yeah, yeah. He's, he was actually born on my birthday. Oh, see? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. So he will be 14 this year. So it's timed when he graduates high school, my husband yeah, will be he, retired. He is knocking on there, ain't Yes, he? yes. And so we do plan to leave the state, but... For me, I'm in that kind of that place of like when you say five years, I'm mm-hmm. like, who? I don't know, because we'll be making this transition right, out, right? right? You're five. But I will say that for me right now, the transition in the business was one of the things that they had us do in Mastermind is really kind of to like niche down. And it was like figuring out what like do you yep. what do you love to photograph? And I had never really had anybody ask me that. Aww. And she said, We have this thing of Feeling like we have to photograph everything. Mm-hmm. She said, and that's some of it is us, some of it is other people. Right. Because other people they be know like, you got a camera. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. You take pictures. Can you do my baby? Right. Right. And you be like, yeah, I do this. I'll do that. And you offer it, do all those things, right? But the truth of the matter is, she was like, you don't like to photograph all that stuff, do you? And I was like, well, and I've tried this and I tried that. And I was like, you know, you're right, right? And it was like, think of the times where you sit down to edit and you like, oh, God. I got to get through this, right? And I was like, you know, you're right. So she was like, what do you enjoy? Yeah. So what do you enjoy? I would never have thought of that either, but yeah. that totally makes sense. It does. It does. And like I said, I was doing all of the things. So I'm, I'm going to do this. You want me to do that? <laughs> I'm going to come do that too. I'm going to do this. We, we doing I that? I see a theme. I, yeah. I think, I think we landed on a theme for you for this one. <laughs> yeah. So I basically niche down. And so I am focusing on brand photography. Okay. So brand photography is strategy. And so for me... So tell us more. What what is that? What's included with that? So what that looks like is most people are building businesses, right? Your business and yourself, you're a brand, right? So it's really about like what are you presenting to your client for social media purposes, for website, right? So you have all of those things. And so it's really about figuring out what your brand is. But what's happening when I started doing brand photography was is I realized that a lot of people didn't understand their brand in itself, right? I went through some of that. I worked with a brand coach before too. And so I was just like, oh, okay, this why, just like I felt like I wouldn't get nowhere. This why you're not getting nowhere, right? right? You don't know either. Yeah. Right. And so I was like, let me help the people, right? And Simple, so, but not easy. That makes sense. It takes some work. And so that was my thing. So I created what I call Brand 101. And so it really is like, let's talk about your brand. Like, let's really get things to sync. What does that look like? We talk about color theory. We talk about your logo. We I talk about your, who your ideal client is. Mm-hmm. What are their pain points? What are you helping them solve? Mm-hmm. What problems are you helping them solve? Like, let's figure those things out. Right. Most times when clients come and they say, I have no idea what to post on social media. And I'm like, that's because you don't know who your brand is. Man. 
That is life-changing. Right? Anytime I hear that now, because even for me, when I got clear, I was like, oh, I know what I'm supposed Let me go and work on these cases. Yeah, sure. Once you realize who you're talking to, you know what to say to them. That makes sense. So I built out Brand 101, and I kind of walk my clients through that. Let's talk about that. What does that look like? What are your brand colors? What are they saying? You know, a lot of times we choose colors based upon what we like and our favorite color. And that ain't how you select the brand, right? right? Because it's not about you. It's It's about about you, right? Right. And so we kind of work through all those things. And then we craft your brand session, right? What do we need? What does your website need? What do you need for social media? What do you need in terms of graphics? And so we do brand photography. But then my brand clients exclusively get the opportunity to work with me on design. So then you think of social media, we think of all that. And I created that. So in the change this year, that is the specific. And so that's the exclusive being able to work with that. I think can help you with your brand and do consulting and helping you with strategy for social media. I can do those things, but I only do it for brand clients. Okay. So I niche down this year to be able to use those skills that I already know. Okay. That's what people, they, they know. Like you post someone on social media, I'd be like, why you post that? That ain't got nothing to do with your brand. Take that down. <laughs> that is beautiful. One Where are your is, hashtags at? Right? <laughs> you know what I like about that? You were able to work both the things that yes. you were particularly powerful in into one thing. Yep. It's something that yep. pays you. Look at that smile. Yeah, I did. That is beautiful. And I was happy when I finally, because I was like, I feel like I can do this. I can get back to it. My coach was like, yeah, you. But it was also, because even my brand coach last year was like, be specific in terms of like who you offer for. Stop trying to give sure. it to everybody. Because right. I realized I can't do that to everybody. And I can do it better when it comes to design and things like that because by then after you went through brand one-on-one with me I know your brand inside and out right well yeah I know what you're trying to do I know what you're trying to get to I even have a client in Atlanta she flies in when we do her stuff I do not blame her and I do product photography as well so like you know when you have products that you're selling things like that so I'm able to kind of like put it all into a nutshell and really help and support so that is where I niche down this year my other side in portrait is maternity photography it's a passion of mine I never had maternity portraits I don't have any photos of me like I think I have photos once uh, with my last my son but not like it wasn't maternity it was Mm -hmm. just like we took some family photos and so it's a passion of mine it's something that I want to make sure everybody captures that moment in time and they're able to share those memories I hate when we talk about it with my kids and one got a half baby book and somebody got a few uh-uh, photos right? here and I'm like I didn't have any of right. that we just didn't know that that, that was valuable and how yes. much we should and how much va- to how it. valuable mm-hmm. it is and so that's another side of the business but yeah so so that's where I kind of niche down this year and I'm like it's so excited about it mm-hmm. like I was so excited like oh my god oh my god oh my god right and it's been great it's that's definitely fun. been great I love working with entrepreneurs I love helping you build the business I love helping people get clarity and then they're like okay Okay, like I said, my brand clients, they know post something that don't that don't fall in line with your brand. <laughs> Cause they know you would call them. If offer. I see something again, they ain't got no hashtag. If I see something again, you're gonna get a screenshot <laughs> with a text message from me. Where's your hashtag at? That is valuable. Go back and do that. Here's the strategy. This is what we said. Don't post nothing else. Okay, right? y'all. I would like to call attention to like the last three or four minutes that we've been talking. How many times she said, I love. And the reason that, for real, and I know this is audio, y'all can't see her smile, but you heard the giggle. But, but like, if you are going through your work day, going through your work week, and you can't say I love that many times, it is time for you to review what you got going on. Mm, because... Mm, mm-hmm. That is life-changing. It is. All it of a is. sudden, it's not just something that you got to do and you got to get through your week and you make it to Sunday mm-hmm. and dang Monday coming. You find yourself sitting at somebody's table at some studio talking, <laughs> tell them how much you love what you're doing. I love what I do. And we all deserve it. Yeah. Like, we all deserve it. So, years ago, when you were thinking about getting back into this, was there ever a part in your mind that was like, am I too old? Is it too late for me to do this? Like, did you ever think that? Honestly, I kind of was like, is it too late in the game? Okay. Explain that. 
Because you feel like, and I'll just be transparent, you feel like when you, one, you know, so you think, okay, if I do this photography thing, right? One, it's like, okay, who else in the city is doing photos? right? That's one of the first things you do with anything, right? Who else is doing this? Okay. Let me start looking at all the other people, what they doing, what are they offering? And you start looking and you're like, one, you realize they're younger than I am, right? They are. And I can't even think of any, like, even if you narrow it down to people of color, I can't think of any women over 20, 25. I take it back, maybe like mid to upper 20s, but yeah. So it was like that whole piece of like, this younger generation right. and those that are known in the city, right? right? And so it was just like, oh, the younger generation, I felt like kind of, did they sense it, right? Because, you know, there's certain people It's like, oh, I want photos. Okay, I'm going to show with this person. Like, that's the common theme, right? And so you was like, then it was like, ooh, am I going to be able to get my feet in? Like, who, who finna? I don't know. I don't know. And then, like I said, when I started posting photos here and then, people be like, you back taking photos, right? <laughs> and it was people that I grew up with, That's right? what people I was going to say. School. So who was asking you about it? So, you know, people from high school. Your friends with everybody on Facebook. Right. And so that's what everybody in high school knew me as. I had a camera always, right? right. And so that's what they knew. So when they start seeing photos, like, wait a minute, is you taking photos? Inbox, <laughs> what you taking, trying to say? Right, is you taking photos again? And I'd be like, you know, and over the years, I've had people randomly send me messages like, True. hey, are you still taking photos? I'd be like, right. no. So it was that thing, you started getting the inboxes and I was like, well, I don't know. I was like, maybe, you know, well, let me try. Maybe I can, maybe I'm just overthinking it or whatever. And then you do start to, when you start, because when I started getting in groups, you realize, okay, there are photographers in my age group right. that's doing this. Like, why do, I, why do I think I'm the only one in my 40s that ain't? Because we don't see him much here. Right. <laughs> yeah, which matters. Right. So it was kind of like, I can do this. It, I did struggle because I felt like, oh, this younger generation probably mm-hmm. got this thing sensed up. But what did you learn? What have you since figured out? That's, I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, yeah. My husband says it all the time. He says, stop creating issues that are not there. Good. Good And that's the thing too. I have that tendency to overthink things, Mm -hmm. right? And it was like, you're creating something that's not there. Right. That's what you think. That's Mm -hmm. not what the case is, but that's what you, you created that. Right. And what did you find? Like once you launched and you started going after customers, like who was your target audience when you first got started? What customers were you looking for? In transparency, I ain't even know. She's anybody that let me take pictures? Listen, like that's how I know now with my brand clients. I ain't got no direction. When they be like, everybody can benefit from my service. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, that's why. Okay. Let's talk. I've Let's been talk there more. too, right? right? That I was like, oh, no, everybody. I could do, you know, whatever. Whatever you need. Right. The baby is a sweet 16. It's like, we're going to do all of the things. <laughs> the right? houses, the landscape, the grass it, across it, whatever, the street, the car. Whatever. And so in the beginning, honestly, I didn't have no direction. Right. I just was like, I'm just going to start taking some photos. And that literally was kind of how I dived into it. No business plan, no nothing. Sure. I'm just going to take some photos and see. But let's point this stuff out. One, you had to, once it was something that you knew you were about to do, you had to get started. Mm -hmm. But once you got started, you were able to get the momentum you need going where you need it. So that's important. We Mm want to be sure the listeners know that. But also, once you got started, in spite of your worries, in spite of being like, is the market saturated? Is it too many people? You found a market. I found a market. You found an awesome market. One that feeds you and makes you smile and say, I love what I do. Right, right. I found a market. I think in time I found a market and being able to have the opportunity to kind of dip my feet in Mm -hmm. all the different areas, right? Where you, I try this, try that. I was like, oh, I don't like that. Ooh, no, that's too much. Ooh, I don't know what I was thinking. Why I was going to try that, I don't know what I was thinking. Right, it is. And so I kind of went through... All of that. And then it was last year that I finally was like, I got to make some changes. 
I got to get kind of set and get settled. I think in the transition for me, that question of like, what do you stop trying to do everything? I think my brand coach was probably the first one. She asked the question like, why are you trying to do everything? If you try to be the photographer that tries to do everything, you'll be known for nothing. And I was like, huh? And she said, no one's going to remember that. If you do the events, you do this, you do that, you do maternity, you do babies, you do No one's going to remember you. You have to be known for something. So they'd be like, oh, oh, so-and-so's a maternity photography. Khalid is a brand photographer, right? They're not necessarily going to call. They may call and ask you, do you do events or do you do this or do you do families? But you have to be known for something. And sense. so yeah. I think that was a thing like, I was like, okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as we wrap up, first off, I do want to be sure to have everybody do whatever. If you don't get anything else from this interview, understand one, that there is space for you. Mm-hmm. Whatever area mm-hmm. that you're trying to go work in, whatever your next chapter is, there is definitely room for you. And it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how many younger folks are in your space. When mm-hmm. it comes down to it, like me personally, as somebody over 40, I was excited to find a woman over 40 to take my headshots. And it's not like there was nobody else in my space that could have done it. You know what I mean? There were, but it mattered. It mattered to have representation. It mattered to have somebody <laughs> tell me, come here, let's work out those locks. Those couple <laughs> locks that are out of the way because... We can't have them sticking up like that for no. your pictures. <laughs> you know what you I know? mean? It's like, wait, like, hold on. That kind of representation matters. So I would like to encourage all the women listening that there is a space for you, that there are other people that will value what you have to bring to the table and they will pay you for it. Mm-hmm. And they will pay you the price that you are worth, not mm-hmm. the one that you're coming up with yourself because mm-hmm. you're questioning whether or not you would look crazy. Mm-hmm. So hang on to that. Is there anything else that I didn't add or anything that you would like for the listeners to know or our group of folks to know? I think the biggest thing is to really, I learned to really make sure you have a plan and make sure that you're following your plan. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think don't fight it because right. I agree. Like I just was like, oh, I don't know if I could do this, right? That imposter syndrome is real, but it's something that you make a mental plan right. to say, no, I value myself. I value my worth. I know my worth and to move forward. And I think that, yeah, I think definitely for me being over 40 definitely gives me a different viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Right? And right. I even had clients that bring that up, right? Because it's, you have a different value right. set. You know what I you mean? You do, yeah. And so, and while other photographers that are younger, yes, they can provide some things, but at the same time, like I bring something different to the table. You do. Right? And so I value, you know, I value And the market needs your table. It's yeah. not like, since there are all these other tables, that there's no room in the market mm-hmm. for yours. You mm-hmm. just make a little space, set up your table, and, mm-hmm. and there's room for you too. Yeah, I value my seasonness. I do. I definitely do, because I realize that my clients too. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, the world needs it. Good for you. Yes. Anything yes. else you want to offer before we close? No, I don't think so. I okay. don't think so. The only questions, the last couple questions I have. One, I read somewhere on your site. You said you hate coffee, sis. What's oh my facts? gosh. Coffee is our friend. Like, Listen, coffee is the most disgusting thing to oh, me Lord. ever. She's sorry, coffee. Wherever, you, <laughs> wherever you are, and she's sorry. She I, don't mean it. So I'm a tea drinker, right? Oh, okay. But a few years ago when I was in school working on my degree, one of my old coworkers was like, drink some coffee so you can stay up. Cause you know, I would get everybody work all day and get everybody in the bed. And then I'd be trying to be then up you late had at night. Time right? to work, and then, you know, and so at one point I was doing like the five hour energy drinks, trying to stay up all night and uh-huh. cram, whatever. And she said, Well, why don't you try some coffee? And I was like, Ugh. And so she gave me this whole Starbucks recipe she had and how she do this Ooh. and flip it upside down with the this and that. And I was like, okay, extra shot of what? Espresso? Okay. So that's what started it. And so then it was like, okay, so I've been drinking coffee 
ever since I went to a full-time entrepreneurship. Oh, gracious. And I don't, I don't like it. If you could see my face when I drink it, my kids laugh because they'd be like, Ma. But it's the only thing that works. I can see that. Even lattes with a little extra I didn't try all the stuff. Nothing. It just make it less nasty. It's just, it just makes it less nasty. See? <laughs> I put so much stuff in it that I can't even taste the coffee. See? Like, I have to have a latte. Like, I didn't try it. Like, the only latte I love is a chai tea. Now, that, I'm a chai lover. I do like Just, it don't matter. Whatever it is. If it's chai, I'm going to drink it. Okay. But, yeah, no <laughs> coffee. I don't like it. But you will see me drink it. And I'm going to make some of the ugliest faces when I drink oh, it. Wow. But I do drink it, unfortunately. <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. so we got that. So then what do you do for fun? Like when you wind down, when you get some free time, when you purposely go after taking care of yourself, like what Ooh. do you do? I would say I try to get a massage every so often. Ooh, wonderful. Yep, I try to get a massage every so often. Is there anywhere you go? Massage Envy. Okay. Yeah, my husband got a membership some years ago. He is awesome. Look, you tell him that the person I interviewed you for your podcast, we appreciate him. He got our stamp of approval. Me and all my audience that I represent, he got our stamp of approval. He is awesome. And so I do try to go at least once a month. But yeah, my wind down is like trying to get a massage. And then really, because I always never get a chance to keep up with my shows. Mm -hmm. And so then I'll sit down and put my feet up with some popcorn or something and I'll just sit and binge watch and catch up. Yeah. Whether that's Queen Sugar, Chicago PD, like whatever. Whatever you can catch up on. Yes. Like I'm going to sit there and then catch up on everything. But yeah, that's really what I do. I mean, other than hanging out with my girls, they come sit and we chat and talk or I have a, I always say puppy, but he ain't a puppy because he's two years old, but I have a Connie Corso. Okay. Oh, he big, huh? He's big. He big. He a big baby, but he big. So just trying to just, I focus on being more intentional. Like I said, I listened to my family for set for some years, say, you ain't never around, you don't, we don't get a chance to do it. So right. whether it's just sitting and watching movies, binge watching movies with my girls or mm-hmm. whatever, just mm-hmm. being able to just sit and be, that's my biggest thing that I try to do. Walk away from that computer and just sit down, put my feet up and watch TV. Good for you. Okay, any last words of wisdoms for whomever the woman is right now who is sitting at this corporate job that she is so tired of and she is so burnt out and she just wants to go out and be a photographer, or she wants to go out and pursue whatever she's passionate about. You got any last words of wisdom for her? I'm going to give you the words that I actually just gave one of my clients who was struggling. She works full-time. She's got three children, three boys. And she's been struggling lately with her ups and downs. And I said, you know what? I was like, your business, when you wanted to go on entrepreneurship, like it's for yourself, right? That's what's going to make you happy. You wouldn't have thought about entrepreneurship and creating your own business if it wasn't something that was going to make you happy. And although that there are going to be ups and downs and trials and tribulations and you feel like I'm never going to be able to do this, just take one day at a time. And that's what I tell her. Just take one day at a time. Even if you devote one hour a week to your business to be focused merely on that, I said you will see the growth over time. And as much as we feel like I'm never going to get anywhere, if you just give it some time, give it focus. And although a year from now seems like a long time, but quite honestly, these years fly by, right? And so it's like if you create yourself that plan to say, all I got is an hour a week to give it, that's all you got. But in time, you will actually get to where you want to be. I just say that everybody can do it. It's possible. It is definitely possible. It takes some structure and it takes some getting things set up, but it's definitely possible. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like it. Thank you very much. So um, that is pretty much it, Kalita. So thank you very much for coming and joining us. Thank, thank you, you for, for talking to our listeners. I think... There is definitely something to be said for looking at your life, thinking about your passion and going after it. Some of us, and this isn't necessarily promoting entrepreneurship. Not everybody needs to be an entrepreneur, but whatever it is that you love, that feeds you, that makes you 
just glow and smile and giggle when you talk about it, it's time for you to go after it. Mm -hmm. So we would like Mm -hmm. to congratulate you on being so courageous. I know your husband told you to do it, but we all know just because husbands tell us to do it don't mean we do it. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you still had to take the step. You Mm -hmm. still had to do what was necessary. You Mm -hmm. still had to sign the lease. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You still had to go on and get the business established. Mm -hmm. And now here you are, a full-time photographer who is out here killing it in Milwaukee. One of the things I actually remember one day, I was driving to a job I did not enjoy. On the radio, Steve Hart was on the radio. One of the things he said that really, I mean, this was years ago, Mm -hmm. that I always remember, he said, if more people did the things that they love to do, mm-hmm. there would be more happy people in you the world. You are not kidding. And it was like, if you decide what you want to do and you want to start that business, if you do it and it's what's going to make you happy, you will have more happy people in the world. And I was like, you know what? He's right. You are not kidding. He's right. Mm-hmm. And it was like, if you do it and you do it and you put everything into it, like you will be happy. And I always think about that. Mm-hmm. I consider that all the time. And I'm like, this is what make me happy. Right. Because life is hard anyway. It is. Whether oh, you're Lord. doing something for somebody or doing something for yourself, it's hard anyway. So make it hard for you. Make it worth it. Yeah. I like yep. It. Yep. So if you'd like to tell our listeners at this point, where can they find you? So what's your Facebook, your website? Website is www.kalidawilliams.com. That's K-A-L-I-D-A Williams.com. And then you can also find me really on Pinterest, on Instagram, on Facebook. What's your Instagram handle? All of the handles are Kalita W Photo. So K-A-L-I-D-A-W Photo. And then I just created TikTok because I was forced to by another photographer. So I'm venturing (laughs) down that road. And so on TikTok, you can find me at Kalita W. Okay. And if people want to get a quote or get more information as far as getting their brand one-on-one photos or getting a brand one-on-one session like... I am going to <laughs> check your website for that information. Yep. So, yep, yep. Information for branding is on there. I'm in the process of doing some website, additional website revamp. But on the Work With Me page, there's a section for Let's Chat and you'll fill out a form, which will get you into my management system and you'll start to get like automated emails with information about discovery calls. That's the first thing I do. Just kind of discovery call one, make sure we're a good match. And then two, like the information on how to move forward and what's next. So... Yeah, that is the best way to reach out. Okay, y'all. Check out our website. Go through the process. I will tell you it is seamless. You will click on a couple things and you'll look around. You'll have an appointment. You'll be there taking pictures and you won't know how it happened. And we're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. And we do have have a good time, time. It is wonderful. (laughs) So that is all, Kalita. Thank you so much for coming and joining us today and discussing your next chapter. It seems to be working out fabulously for you. Yes, yes, yes. So good for you. And thank you for being a guest today. Thank you. So thank y'all again for listening. I am Talithia Thompson, a mom, a grandma, a serial entrepreneur, just doing my best to make this next chapter of my life the best chapter of my life on purpose. 